It's the Wex Appeal Podcast. Barbells, beats, and buffoonery. Three, two, one, go! And here we go. Dope conversations. Man, that's my gang is con. Where fitness, pop culture, and a lot of random buffoonery collide. I'm coming for you. It's ridiculous, really. Hashtag space. But amusing. Wax, you, you laugh least at me, so you get to go next. <laughs> Here's your host, Wax. I was going to say I blacked out during the explanation. <laughs> I just heard space. Oh, man. And here we go with another episode. Um, man, it has been a whirlwind since the CrossFit Games. Uh, a lot of things have been going on. Went to the CrossFit Games, as you all know. Got to speak to a lot of people. Got to make a lot of connections with people. And we're going to have some great interviews coming up uh, just to, you know, kind of foreshadow what's coming with the uh, with the podcast. Got some great episodes coming up. But then the next week I went to the Tampa Bay Games, met a whole bunch of other people. Um, some amazing time uh, times down there at the uh, Tampa Bay Games, the Fit Fest, which is a CrossFit sanctioned event. But it has a whole bunch of other types of things. It has strongman, jujitsu powerlifting, U.S. Olympic, weightlifting, all sorts of stuff. Got to meet a whole bunch of people. And we got some really, really, really cool things in the works that uh, that we're going to be bringing to the show. And I'm very excited to bring that to you. I cannot wait. It's going to be a great time. So stay on the lookout for that. Uh, we've got Miami coming up in January. It's September, I know. It's, gonna be, it's, it's September, uh, actually August 31st right now. But uh, September's right around the corner. We've got Rogue coming up, um, you've got Dubai coming up, all these CrossFit competitions are going to be popping up, but then you've got January, which is one of my favorite events, Wadapalooza. We're going to be down there once again with the podcast at the podcast stage and doing a whole bunch of stuff and some big, big news and big, big plans that I can't talk about yet, but I'm excited that they are coming um, all together and uh, cannot wait to share that with you. Huge shout out to some things that are going on here. As you know, if you've been listening to the show the past few weeks, you know that I am on the Thunder Bro plan, the 90-day shred with uh, Dave Lipson. He has been coaching me through um, eating plans, fitness workout plans, um, just basically sculpting my day in how to sculpt my body. I'm really excited about the results. So far, we're about a month in. Um, he sent me kind of a progress update, and the results are amazing. I'm not going to share photos yet, but we will share photos soon, as soon as we get through this whole thing. But you'll see the transformation that's going on. Uh, but I'm down about 15 pounds already, but it's not just the weight on the scale that's been the big difference, but just the body composition that's been happening. Um, things are moving. Things are changing, and you can tell that there's more definition in areas, and I'm, I'm just over the moon, excited about the results. So Thunderbro, if you don't know what that is, go back and listen to my episode with Dave Lipson where we go into great detail, but they are one of the sponsors of our show. And you go to thunderbro.com, T-H-U-N-D-R-B-R-O. That is T-H-U-N-D-R, didn't misspell thunder, there's no E in it, thunderbro.com. And go check out, they have a 30-day plan and they have a 90-day shred plan. Get involved, get with the, with the groups, sign up for one-on-one -on -one coaching. You won't be disappointed. I promise you, they, uh, it, it's, it's going to be a life-changing experience for me, and I'm, I can't wait to share the results with you. So get signed up today, thunderbro.com. Do it. My other two sponsors who I, 
I love these 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 sponsors, and I love the fact that they are community driven, that they are small business, work hard, just get out there, do the work, and that's what I'm all about. I love that. My first one is Blackout Barbell. I love their apparel. They're an apparel company out of Alabama. They're a small local company that does amazing products, and I love their shorts. I love to work out in them. They got their pro knit shorts. Their t-shirts have great design, great you know colors and and designs on them that I just identify with. Uh, Blackout Barbell. If you go to blackoutbarbell.shop and use the promo code WEXAPPEAL, you're going to get 10% off your order, and you're also going to get a special gift from the Wex Appeal show. And I'm, you know, and if you do get yourself some gear, make sure you take pictures, tag us in it, tag Blackout Barbell, put it in your story, put it on Instagram. Love to see it. Uh, my other sponsor, the best way to wake up in the morning is Strong Coffee in Your Cup, Strong Coffee Company. They have the best instant coffee on the market that not only gets you your wake-up juice, but it also gets you your collagen protein, your MCT oil, Neurofactor helps with brain function, helps with gut health, helps with skin, hair, nails, all of it, all in one cup of coffee. I love waking up in the morning with a cup of strong coffee, my shake with Thunderbro, put it all together, get dressed in my in my blackout barbell. Man, we are we are sponsored and, and going. I love it. Uh, but check out strongcoffeecompany.com. Use the code WEXAPPEAL for $15 off your order and get hooked up with the best coffee around. You can take it anywhere. I love it. It's the way to go. My guest today, man, this dude, we met in Orlando at the CrossFit semifinals. It is Joshy G, episode 62. That's right, 62 episodes into this thing, and we are going strong. Joshy G is one half of the ownership partner. Basically, he runs Dead Boys Fitness with his partner, Colby Lopez, or you may know him as Seth freaking Rollins. They are the owners of Dead Boys Fitness, and it is a CrossFit affiliate. It's officially an affiliate, but it is a CrossFit training program, and Joshy G runs that basically runs all the programming online, so you can follow it anywhere, anytime, whether you're traveling, your home gym, or wherever you go, you can sign up and get onto Dead Boys Fitness, and uh, Joshy G talks a lot about this in this episode, but also talks about how he got into CrossFit, how he became one of the MCs and one of the voices for the floor at the CrossFit Games, and if you ever watch any of the live feeds or, or you hear the announcers, he is one of one half of the duo, it is usually him and Kiki Dixon on the floor at the CrossFit Games announcing all the action live in person, and it is incredible. We have a lot of fun talking about you know, his CrossFit background, his wrestling background, and basically all points in between. We had a great time. Enjoy my episode with Joshy G. On Instagram, we're on YouTube. No, we're not on Instagram. I'm on Instagram. You're on Instagram, but we're live on Facebook and we're live on YouTube. That's that's already, what we're doing this ar- thing. Already blowing it, bro. Already blowing it. Already blowing it. it. Already messing it up. I mean, listen, I'm just still trying to catch up from the past two weeks. Uh it was it was quite a bit um of stuff going on. And I've got literally got kids outside the door like banging I, on doors. So I can hear it. <laughs> so but my guest today is Joshy G. Joshy G, what is up, man? How are you doing? I got to see you like in passing quite a bit at the CrossFit Games. 
But uh, how you been, man? How's the past couple weeks been for you? Uh, what's up, dog? Uh, Baba Booey to all of you <laughs> listening out there in Facebook land, wherever this is being streamed. Uh, great. Games were uh, a blast, as always, per every year. So, yeah, just a busy guy when it comes to the CrossFit games, running around, emceeing and hosting uh, all the craziness that is the CrossFit games. And I mean craziness in a very good way, obviously. Yes. Obviously, and we'll get to all the action. Like we'll talk about, let's just dive into the CrossFit Games and kind of how all, all that whole thing went. But before we do that, like, how did you? Th- this was your tenth year at the CrossFit uh, Games. Eleventh, I believe. Tenth was my last year. It would have been my twelfth okay. if it wasn't for twenty twenty. But yeah, sure. I've been around. I think the CrossFit space for twelve years officially. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So how did you get into it? Like, how did, how did that come about? Like, how did you become, you know, one of the voices on the floor for, uh, for CrossFit? Long story short, uh, back in the day, there was a gym that I worked at in Culver City, and they hosted a uh, cancer charity fundraiser, <clears throat> and the main gym owner was on the microphone for the majority of the time. And so when it was his heat, I grabbed the microphone, and I just started riffing and rapping, you know, and all that good stuff. And uh, a company by the name of Wadgear, I don't think they're around anymore. They were like, hey, we're hosting an event. You did a really good job uh, on the microphone. We would love to have you host our event. So I hosted that event with Kiki and this other girl, I believe her name was Marissa. And from there, that led to another thing. And then that led eventually to regionals at the time. And then from there, Kiki and I did such a great job at regionals that they invited us to partake in the CrossFit Games. I believe that was 2012. So, but all the way back from 2012 on. So that's kind of the back of the box version of how all that happened. You brought such an energy on the floor this year. Uh, It was just fantastic, dude. Like I was messaging you during it and some of your calls on the floor were just, just awesome. (laughs) Well, I appreciate that. Like I say, I like to have a good time uh, while, while educating the audience and at the same time, making whatever the event may be sound as exciting as possible. So that's always my goal as a live event host, especially, uh, when it comes to the CrossFit games, because it's the end all be all. It's the world championship. It's the super bowl. It's the WrestleMania of CrossFit competitions. So you got to make it sound like it is the most important event on planet earth when it comes to those particular events or tests as they call them this year. So. Absolutely. And I, and I don't think even some people got some of the references that you were that you were thrown out there. Um, that's okay. It's not for everybody. I mean, again, <laughs> as long as it pops me or oh. a few other people, that's all that really matters. I loved it because you talked about WrestleMania and obviously there's a background with WWE. We're going to you know talk about a little bit of that as well, like how you kind of got into that realm. But some of the, you know, the Roman, you know, Roman Krennikov, uh, I think I even messaged you. I was like, oh, you son of a bitch. That was such a good call on the floor because I think you called him the head of the table when he was before he got injured and was still was still in the lead. Um, you know, just kind of that Roman Reigns, Roman Krennikov call. I was like that. That's just that's just killer. And I don't think like maybe a percentage of the of the uh, crowd got it. Yeah, I always, like I said, have try to have a good time and, and make it sound as much as a UFC or American Gladiators or a wrestling as possible when it comes to those guys, giving them a little bit of personality. Not that they need my help by any stretch of the imagination, especially a guy like Roman Krennikov, who left the CrossFit Games well more beloved than he did going into it. Um, but yeah, you know, when the, with a guy named Roman is, you know, destroying the competition and is... Um, 
ahead by so many points, it's very hard to not, in my particular brain, want sure. to not reference Roman Reigns and his, you know, unstoppable reign, pun intended, yeah. as a, you know, certified head of the table, your tribal chief. I definitely didn't use that one because I knew that that wouldn't be uh, sure uh, applicable. But other than that, you know, he was, for the most part of the weekend, the head of the table. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I thought it was more most important for the audience at the CrossFit Games to acknowledge him. So actually, did you get to use that one? Because I know he got injured and then, you know, he, you know, there was kind of the whole story of him being injured and falling off the leaders and all that sort of stuff. Did you get to use that one? Because use we, what? Acknowledge me? The acknowledge me. Uh, I'm sure I used it at some point. I don't know if I used it with him or uh, somebody else, but, you know, gotcha. at the end of the day, like, when we found out that he hurt his leg, there wasn't really much to add to that other than to yeah. make the audience realize like, hey, there's a reason why this brother's doing single leg double unders. There's a reason why he's attempting to the best of his ability. I don't think not. I don't think everybody knew even going into that event that he was hurt. You yeah. Know? I think yeah. I, I think I found out maybe five minutes before they came out. So same. Um, I, I was in the press pit or in the, in the press area. And I had somebody lean over to me and goes, Hey, rumor has it. He may not even come out on the floor. Like he's underneath, he's underneath the tunnel and crutches right now. And there's a good chance he might not even come out. Yeah. So, I, I was pretty sure that unless he was actually missing a foot, I think for the <laughs> most part, he was going to come out. Yeah. That was never uh, a thought in my head, but I didn't realize that he broke his foot uh, until after. Yeah. And did you see the pictures after? Just... I definitely didn't didn't see the pictures after. Oh, it's gross. I I they're one of the one of the, I think he did it on his story, so it's gone now. But one of the meme pages posted a picture and was like when your sixth grader or like when your you know elementary school kid draws somebody's foot and that's what it looked like. It's just this oh, I bet. horribly misshapen thing. Oh, I bet. But so what was some of the what was some of your favorite moments? Like I know when you're in it and you're emceeing and and kind of taking part in the action and, and calling it, you know, sometimes you do get to see, you know, a little bit more than you, the average person, but what were some of your favorite moments from the games this year? What were some things that you really, really enjoyed? Uh, I definitely enjoyed the Helena event just because how crazy fit those guys were. I attempted it shortly after the CrossFit games and I got nowhere near even the slowest time or even the time cap. So the fact that, you know, Adler finished it so fast, so quickly is amazing to see. I was a huge fan of the community 5k. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that that's was a really smart move on their part. Um, I love some of the uh, I, I love, you know, I'm not trying to rub it in Roman, but that event yeah. that that muscle up sandbag event was really, really cool. So they're, you know, again, I think it's going into their six year at Madison. It's real hard for guys like Boz and Dave to come up with fun and interesting events, especially with the venue that they're given. And I think for six years, they did the best that they could with the uh, campus or the canvas, if you will, of Madison, Wisconsin. So I think my favorite event of all time last year was the one at the Capitol with the cheese wedge or whatever you want to call it. That, yeah. You know, everyone remembers Rebecca Fieselet carrying that up the stairs. I think that one was a very fun, unique event just visually. Um, but I think they did a really good job with it being the last year um, and just kind of showcasing everything that Madison has to offer. Anytime that there's a bike involved, you know that there's 
going to be that that could be a, a great equalizer, which I I feel like it did. You know, hearing yeah. that uh, Medeiros kind of fell off of his bike, that you know was no fun for anybody. I'm assuming. I'm sure he didn't want to do that, but it's always it's always fun that people train their entire CrossFit game season, not we're not uh, thinking about some of the elements that may happen, like falling off your bike or like getting no reps 20 times, you know, or like the music and the crowd and this, then the other, the weather, you know, being another factor, how hot it is sometimes out on that field. So it's really interesting when it comes down to game day, how these athletes adapt. And it's, it's pretty cool to be as close as I am to the action to see it happen live. But I'm sure for the folks in the stands, it's even more exciting because, you know, not every day do they get to see these CrossFit superstars perform above and beyond all expectations. Yeah. And and the field, man, it was hot. Um, yeah. Now I come from Florida. You come from California. Like, we know we know hotter temperatures. Um, but on the field, it's a little bit different. Like, people don't quite understand how that, how that field just radiates. Yeah. Yeah. So... so. Um, so you, you know, you're out there, you're announcing all these, all these calls. Um, what, you know, I mean, when you're, when you're out there and in the action, like, how do you, like, do you and Kiki kind of have a system where you, you know, bounce back and forth or you just kind of play by ear? You've been working with each other so long. It's just kind of. Yeah. I think we don't have a system. It's not like we go in there and be like, all right, I'm going to talk. And then you talk and I'm going to talk to you talk. I think we've been doing it for so long. Even I think that's the reason why we were picked back in 2012 is we were able to bounce back and forth with one another so well, where, you know, guys like Dave and Justin at the time, Justin Berg, they were like, Oh, I like this back and forth because back then they only had one MC per, you know, event or whatever. So you know, we were the first ones to kind of introduce that two person MC team when it came to regionals at the time. So we really just kind of listen to one another. I mean, obviously, there are times where she'll talk over me or I'll talk over her. Uh, but I would say 99.9% of the time, we're really listening to one another. So we don't repeat certain things or we don't step on each other. Uh, and it's just really a good flow when it comes to, you know, when we're calling an event, yeah. there's never, you know, when, when it's really, really good, you know, we give each other high fives and this, that, and the other. And for the most part, that's exactly what happens. So there's never been like an instance where I can remember where we walked away and we're like, Oh, that was awful. You know, I think we walked walk away being like, Oh yeah, that, that was great. And again, it could be something as boring as a hundred pull-ups for time. We do a really, really good job Ooh. of making sure that those hundred pull-ups for time are the most exciting, fun, seven, eight minutes, whatever you want to call it of, the audience's, you know, life. You're like, oh yeah. my God, that was a cool, exciting event, you know, because those two on the floor made it. It might be different on TV. You know, I can't speak for Woodland and, uh, you know, Chase or, uh, uh, you know, Adrian Conway. I, those guys do a great job, but they have a very different audience. They have a TV audience, so they have the stats and they have this and they have all these things that whether they got to remember or they have it in front of them, they're playing to a completely different audience. I'm you know, trying to get people inside of an arena excited. Yeah. And how, and so what kind of prep goes into it? Cause I know you get a, you get 80 names that you got to try and, you know, negotiate and figure out and make sure that everything, you know, <laughs> that, that you're, you know, saying certain names correctly and things like that. Like, how does, how does that go into it? I think that's the most important thing. Obviously we don't want to say anybody's names wrong. And I'm sure over the course of 
you know, doing it for 11 years, there's plenty of names I've gotten wrong. I know people have come up to me and said, Hey, you said this wrong. You said that wrong. Uh, but the prep I think usually comes from emceeing the semifinals or the regional events back in the day, uh, because you get to see all these people that actually qualify compete in other workouts. We we also get, you know, a huge information packet and we'll definitely go through that. And if there is something, you know, especially if it's like an Olympic lifting total, you want to know their clean and jerk max. You want to, you know, their snatch max, but you got to remember too, when it's something like that, we literally have 20 seconds. So it's not like we can sit there and, and do an entire monologue about, you know, Annie Thor's daughter's clean and jerk PR and Annie Thor's daughter's snatch PR because by the time they say lift, they've already completed their lift. So there's not really much to say. So you just yeah. kind of have to balance out like, when is this information going to be important? Okay, there's a 12 minute event. We can talk about some some interesting factoids then, but when it's something short like that, you just gotta be quick and you just gotta, it's mostly improv if anything. Gotcha. So that, you know, kind of is your, is your CrossFit Games, but like you also are the co-owner of Dead Boys Fitness. That is so correct. tell me how that whole thing, how, like, I mean, that's, that's a whole nother side that, that, that you run. And like, how does that run? Obviously when you are away and doing things, you know, like uh, games and stuff like that. I, I run it while I'm away. I mean, it's a great thing. Cause I can do it mobily. Uh, so, you know, I program, uh, I input all the information. I'm in charge of the social media. It's pretty much me. Colby or Seth is a face and, uh, you know, promotes it when he can. Obviously he's got bigger fish to fry when it comes to his profession. He's, you know, he's the world heavyweight champion, uh, going from town to town, defending that bad boy. Uh, but he does the programming. He, you know, puts it over when he can and yeah, but that's it. But luckily for me, you know, it's a, you know, it's a job that I can do on the go. So when I'm at the CrossFit games, I, enter the workouts and I program and I try to, to get it done. There's not very much rest, especially on those weeks. Everybody thinks like, Oh, you want to go party. You want to go do this. You want to go do that. And that's the exact opposite of what I want to do. It's either if I work from the morning to the evening, I want to sit in silence for at least a couple of hours. And then I have more work to do before I can go to bed and then repeat the day. So that's how that works. So for those who don't know, t- like tell like what Dead Boys Fitness is and like it's not a it's not a, a location. It's no it's, Dead it's Boys Fitness is yeah, it's an online program. It's usually geared towards wrestling fans, but there are a bunch of uh, functional fitness or CrossFit fanatics uh, that do it. It is a program that is uh, you know modeled after the CrossFit model. You know most mm-hmm. of our workouts are CrossFit workouts. We are an affiliate. So we are officially an affiliate and And, we also offer and you're an L2, right? Correct. Yeah. And uh, we also offer other um, styles of programming within our, our, uh, our brand. So we do have CrossFit workouts. We have bodyweight CrossFit workouts. We have uh, Olympic lifting strength, you know, conditioning and as well as like functional bodybuilding. Mm -hmm. And the whole goal behind it was at the beginning to get wrestling fans, uh, that are a little hesitant of jumping into the gym. And from there, this is going on, I believe our fifth year, it has turned into the everyday average person. So obviously there are tons of online programs out there like a street parking or an Adam or, uh, you know, comp train or hard work pays off. And all of those are great. And I'm not trying to say that I'm trying to take those guys down. They have a very specific audience and that's great. And that's awesome. And we're just there 
as an alternative to some of those, you know, it's, um, it's great. Cause you know, as, 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 mo as most people think like, Oh, coaching and training Seth and Becky and Claudio, like that must be fun. And it is. And I have a bunch of, you know, personal on, uh, in-person clients, whether they be actors or musicians or CEO, those are great, but I really get a kick out of helping the everyday average person. So seeing people, you know, achieve a certain weight loss goal or running a mile in a certain time or completing in a workout in a certain time, like that is the end all be all for me. And that's theoretically, you know, what I, why I got into the fitness uh, space in the first place was to help people become the best versions of themselves. I enjoy, you know, the perks of being friends with a Seth Rollins or a Becky Lynch, but at the end of the day, like helping people become the best versions of themselves, which includes a healthier version has always been my number one goal. And that's where I get the most kick, the most fun yeah. out of uh, my profession. Obviously hosting stuff is a lot of fun, but it's not the everyday job. It's a, it's a, you know, it's like a cool side gig. Yeah. Uh, help helping people is what I love to do. Well, and it's cool that, that, you know, Seth and Becky, align you know line up with it you know obviously it's things that they do but that they you know put a face behind it as well because they could easily just do the programming and you know and do the training and that sort of thing but similar to you know like crossfit the cool thing about crossfit is you look at the crossfit games and you can take that and directly relate it to what you're doing in the gym whereas if you know you're talking about wrestling fans if you're looking in the ring well, you're not going to take that and directly relate that to something in the gym you know if you're a wrestling fan you're not gonna be like oh yeah well i'm gonna you know go to a wrestling gym and and go do that uh whereas crossfit you kind of take that you know you can take that fitness over but then seeing people like you know seth and becky doing crossfit it kind of bridges that gap so that's that's a really cool thing to see you know those type of fans come in you know come into the crossfit world well i i would say that like you know what what seth and becky and other wrestlers do in the ring is very crossfit uh related to a certain extent i mean they may not yeah. be clean and jerking the big show up and overhead, but they are picking people off from off the ground or they're doing a lot of gymnastic elements, uh, a lot of, you know, uh, interval training as far as spiking their heart rate up and then resting. So there's a lot of things that kind of mirror the CrossFit uh, modalities. But in reality, like, I think when I say like, I want the wrestling fans to get in shape is because when I was growing up, let's just say if there was a program that was like, you could do the same workouts as Shawn Michaels or Macho Man Randy Savage or Bret Hart or, you know, Kurt Henning or Mr. Perfect Razor Ramon, I would have jumped all over it. And these workouts that these guys are doing are the same exact workouts. Yes, it's not going to Gold's Gym and clanging and banging like some of the older wrestlers back in the day. This is high intensity functional training that constantly varies and you're never going to get the same workout for quite some time. And you don't have to spend hours in the gym, you literally anywhere between 20 to 40 minutes, depending on your warm up and your cool down. And again, it's a community based app, Dead Boys Fitness. So it, you have a whole community behind you that will really focus on lifting you up and making sure that they're holding you accountable. Unfortunately, we don't have a gym, a physical location. And that is why most of our cancellations are people that have decided, hey, look, I love this so much. I'm going to join a CrossFit affiliate, which is very bittersweet. Obviously, yeah. we'd love them to stay a Dead Boys member for life. But man, there does there is nothing 
uh, better than having a coach actually having eyes on you, being able to fix form technique and or push you a little harder than let's just say uh, me, you know, doing that via social media, you yeah. know? And so that's why, you know, I'm such a huge uh, fan of really, really good CrossFit gyms because there are amazing CrossFit gyms that I feel like every podcast I go to, I always say the same ones, CrossFit South Brooklyn, uh, CrossFit Seoul in Miami, Rising Wave here in El Segundo, West LA Athletics, Gambate, uh, Cityside CrossFit. I mean, just those are the ones off the top of my head that really do a good job of not only cultivating an amazing community, but they have great coaches that will help you achieve those goals and that will make sure that you're doing the movements properly so they are not looking to have you get hurt or injured, which is why I believe certain CrossFit gyms give the CrossFit name a bad rep because yeah. they force you to go heavy without dialing form and technique. They force you to go hard and lift faster without properly scaling. And there's so much more to CrossFit than just clean and jerking, you know, X amount of weight, you know, or going hard or wad life or 21, 15, nine, blah, blah, blah. Like, no, there's so much more to that. And again, I think there are amazing gyms out there that really focus and dial in the technique for their members focusing on, Hey, look, we want you to scale because this is what's best for you. And in return by doing that, and these folks listening to them, they get the best results. And that is why, because the amazing coaching staff or the amazing community that these gyms cultivate. Yeah. Which, and I love that literally having the conversation uh, in the gym today with my coach. Um, I, was formerly an L1 and head coach of a gym and I moved over to a new gym and the coach there is, you know, he has no problem scaling people back. He's like, listen, yeah. it, I don't care how much you can put on your back and back squat. Actually, we we're doing back squats today. And one of the guys asked, he's like, can you watch to make sure I, I go below parallel? Mm -hmm. He's like, if you're asking that question, you're probably not like, <laughs> let's, let's take some weight off and make sure that you're going down, you know, getting down far enough. And, the the question was what's the difference between a you know a 200 and a 300 pound back squat it's nothing there's there's you know yeah there's the weight but your form should be the same if you get to the bottom of of the of the squat the only thing that's going to happen is you can't stand it up hmm. but you should be down low enough every single time because that's your form and that's what you're doing and, and getting below parallel and he's like you know there's really no difference yeah there's 100 pounds but if your form is correct you're going down to, you know, to that, that depth, then the only thing that happens is you just don't stand up, you know, wow. dump, dump it off the back and, you know, and, and try it again, but your form has to stay the same, whether you're going for a max or you're just going for reps, you know, you got to make sure that your form is correct and, and your form is on point. So I love that. Cause we had to scale him back. Cause he's one of those, this is one of those guys that just, he wants to go heavy, go heavy, go heavy, go heavy. Every single time he puts weight on the bar. No, well, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. So, so how, you know, and, and I love what you said about, you know, you know, the people that you follow and being able to say, oh yeah, you know, I'm doing the same workouts as these guys. Cause I have pictures of me as like a seven-year-old kid with my Hulkamania gear. Um, like I think my parents actually bought me a Hulkamania workout set and it had like the headband and the, you know, the shirt and the armbands with these little weights and, you know, sitting there working out, you know, to whatever, you know, Hulk Hogan program they, they had in this little kid's kit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, um, you know, kind of what was your start into WWE and, you know, you definitely threw a whole, a whole laundry list of history people, uh, out there. 
Uh, I mean, look, when I was in elementary school, I believe that's when it was. Uh, I mean, I watched it when I was really, really young, but I, you know, didn't remember or know enough to, you know, attain it. But uh, when I was in elementary school, all my friends were watching it. So I finally was like, all right, I, I guess I got to start watching this. So I rented SummerSlam 91 and was hooked and then went back and, you know, retroactively watched all of the tapes all the way up to, you know, at least all the pay-per-views all the way up until SummerSlam 91. And then I think the very first pay-per-view that I made my family purchase was Survivor Series 91. But I think Survivor, uh, SummerSlam 91 was the one that got me hooked. And then from there, you know, I was, uh, you know, I was a big rip time wrestling fan. So all the way since 91, I think I I've been watching it religiously, sometimes on and off. You know, I think there were a couple of years where, I, you know, I would catch Monday Night Raw every other Monday. But for the most part, I would say uh, since 91, I've been watching it. Yeah currently so i was kind of the same way like when i was a kid i started i started you know I, I was watching it and kind of in my teens and you know early 20s and then just kind of stopped paying attention and you know fell away from it and the cool thing is is that my 10 year old uh has now gotten into it you met her at uh at semifinals and uh she got into it and she's like oh dad you need to watch this you need to watch this and you know and i've just sit down and just kind of enjoying time with my kid yeah. and started watching it started getting into the stories started you know kind of you know getting into the 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 whole art of it. it it is definitely an art form and uh you know getting to spend time with my kid and watch something you know super entertaining and also you know we were both very physical you know she's a crossfit gymnast you know she does all this stuff but now she loves wrestling so getting to watch that with her has been kind of a really special time and really cool to kind of get back into into all that that's great. Uh, so it was cool, actually. And and I know Seth popped into the games, and I got to run into run into him and you um, at the tier booth because he's a big he's a big tier fan. Yeah. <laughs> um. You know, and he you know was nice enough to do a little video for for Stella, and oh, that's uh, great. And just literally blew her mind. I got home and showed it to her, and like she like jaw on the floor, like couldn't believe it. It was hmm. it was awesome. Um. But what are, you know, so what are, you know, obviously you do, and you do oct activations with Dead Boys as well, because I see, you know, you guys doing stuff in gyms and things like that. So like, how often do you do that? And, and, you know, do you do different locations just based on wherever you're going to be? Or how does so that work? So we, us we usually do them on the big four pay-per-views. So they are Royal Rumble, SummerSlam, WrestleMania, and Survivor Series. And so we couldn't have done it this year because SummerSlam and the CrossFit Games were the same weekend. Yep. But depending on the location of those events, that's where we usually have them. So we started it back in Survivor Series of, I don't know what year it was, but it was in Houston. And from then on, we've been doing it, for the most part, every big pay-per-view. So uh, we, you know, WrestleMania was in Hollywood. We had one here in Hollywood. I think Royal Rumble, or was Royal Rumble? Uh, San Antonio, we had one in San Antonio. Those were the last two that we did uh survivor series we were going to do one in boston uh but that was because the the pay-per-views turned to saturdays instead of uh sundays it makes it a little bit tricky so if it works mm -hmm. in the schedule we usually end up doing them and we usually end up doing them on those big pay-per-view days and and so how does how do people get involved in that is that kind of like you know everybody we usually make an announcement yeah, yeah we usually make an announcement on social media uh but yeah all you do is you you know you sign up you think of it as almost like a beginner's CrossFit 
your first CrossFit workout, a lot of times, a lot of people will join that are very CrossFit savvy. So we'll scale it to their abilities to make it a little bit more difficult. But yeah. there is usually they come in, there is a warm up. We talk about the workout. They ask questions. We do the workout. They'll sometimes do it with Seth. Uh, and then afterwards there's a cool down, a Q and a, we take photos, we give them a cool gift bag. So it's a fun, like they earn their autograph with Seth or they earn their picture with Seth, uh, which makes it a little bit more interesting than your normal, like autograph meet and greet that you would pay WWE or, um, you know, one of these autograph, you know, brokers, uh, yeah. like a comic con or whatever. Um, not that there's anything against that. That's great. But you sure. only get to spend maybe five minutes, if that, with them. Whereas here, you get to spend an hour. And hopefully, you are uh, motivated to either join Dead Boys Fitness or join a gym. And nine times out of ten, most people either join Dead Boys Fitness or a CrossFit gym because they're like, oh, my gosh, this was so much fun. Maybe they heard bad things about CrossFit. And then they actually do a class. And they're like, oh, this is not as bad as I thought. Or, oh, this was way more fun. Um, you know, and then... The goal, ultimate goal, like Dead Boys Fitness is, you know, hoping that the fitness bug is bit and um, they join a gym or they want to make strides to improve their life. So if it's not gym, maybe eating a little bit better or maybe being a little bit more active. Maybe instead of watching 10 hours of TV, maybe they're only watching five and they're going for walks around the block, you know, three times versus zero times. Yeah. And and so Dead Boys is it just the the workout portions or do you do fitness or I'm not fitness um nutrition as well with that? Usually, if they add, oh you mean uh, on the app? I mean we we have had some nutritional challenges. There's no official nutrition template, uh, but you know when people come to the Dead Boys Day with the Dead Boys events, they usually ask or have nutrition questions, which we're gladly happy to answer. You know, but there is no official. Uh, nutritional element to dead boys. Like I said, we do have nutritional challenges every now and then, but nothing that is a full staple of dead boys. Gotcha. This, I love it. I mean, just, just the whole vibe and everything that I see that you, you know, you're putting out on social media has been just, just awesome, you know, awesome content, awesome to see the community get together. That's really the biggest thing, you know, for me. And the reason I love going to the games and going to like Wadapalooza and different places like that is to see the community element. Um, and it's, it's cool because with the posts that you, that you post for dead boys, like, it's not just, you know, these Jack dudes coming in there and, and, you know, working out, it is the, you know, mom and pop. It is the, you know, the, the people that are completely out of shape that are finally walking into a gym to, you know, do something and make a difference. It's, it's really, really cool. Yeah, man. Those are what makes, that's what makes those events and when people drop into the gym that I'm currently at, Rising Wave, it is what makes it the most fun. And like I said, I can't preach enough. As much as I enjoy my celebrity clients, whether they be Seth and Becky or others, but like I said, helping the everyday average person is always, even since the start of my coaching career, has always been the most fun and the most satisfying. Yeah. So and so did Dead Boys come out of you kind of having the celebrity clients and and that sort of thing? Like did that to a that certain how that? to a to a certain extent. I mean, yeah. you know, I'd be getting DMs from people back when you know I started training with Seth. Was like, hey, what's his programming? What's his programming? What does he do? What does he do? So we just were like, hey, let's just put it out there. Dead Boys officially started when you know the CrossFit Games at the time had the team series. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but yep. it was basically like an open but in a team format. So they would release you know, two or three workouts and you would do them 
all within the course of the weekend. So I would go on the road with Colby and we would do these team series events and we would try our best to turn it very into very pro wrestling, but no one really bit. I mean, maybe the buttery bros, I think. Yeah. Uh, but that's where we just took that name from the team series and transferred it over to the programming that you see today. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so what, how did you like you were training before, but how did you like originally get into like the CrossFit like space? Like, you know, I, uh, we kind of, we kind of did the jump from, you know, you were training celebrities did dead boys, but like, how did that, you know, how did that whole thing start with you training? I was, uh, I've always been a gym fanatic. My dad took me to the gym at an early age. Uh, so it was more like a clang and bang brother. And then my buddy, Nate, he was doing triathlons. He was like, Hey, I bet you could do a triathlon. So I started doing triathlons and they were fun, but man, the training for a triathlon is very rigorous and very boring. Yeah. You'd spend your weekends riding long hours on a bike or going for long runs or spending, you know, hours at a pool and i had a friend named jonas who also was a triathlete but he was doing these crazy amounts of time or these crazy times and i know that he wasn't putting in that much work not that when i say that much work like he wasn't biking for hours or he wasn't uh running for hours and i asked him what his secret was and he said oh i've been doing crossfit as a supplementation to my triathlon training especially something called CrossFit Endurance, which I don't know if it's still around, but that was a thing at, at the time. And so mm -hmm. I joined a CrossFit gym here in LA and I was hooked ever since. So uh, I started su supplementing my CrossFit training with my triathlon training. I was cutting my triathlon training times uh, in half because of the things that I was learning at CrossFit and CrossFit Endurance. And it helped me achieve better times in my triathlons and in my like half marathon. And then it got to a point where I'm like, man, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to train to be a triathlete, even though it was very fun at the time I was enjoying more of the CrossFit style training. And so I just transitioned to that. Yeah. And that's kind of a similar story with me. I was running, you know, I was doing, you know, runs, five K's, 10 K's, half marathons. Um, actually I did one half marathon. I got done with it and i realize I just never want to do this again. It's yeah. just, this is boring. It, this is not, you know, yes, it's a challenge, but man, so much time, you know, devoted to it. You got to put in, you know, those hours on the road. Yeah. I don't mind the long distance run every now and then I don't like them every week. So. <laughs> Dogs going nuts. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you've heard the growling, like I've heard the growling, you know, like throughout the, throughout the episode. Um, but yeah, so, and that was, you know, I was doing the run, I was doing, you know, I was starting to get into like bikes and things like that and started doing CrossFit. And then after doing CrossFit for, for a few months and not running at all, signed up for a 5k and PR'd my 5k. That's like great. with, without running, you know, without running, you know, for months on end, but just doing CrossFit training. So I love the fact that it is versatile and kind of get you, get you. Exactly. Anyway. Yeah. So, well, cool, man. Uh, how can people get in touch with, with you dead boys uh, great question you know, i'm get, uh, get hooked up on uh, i'm on the instagram at joshy j-o-s-h-y gallegos uh and also at dead boys fitness that's probably the easiest way to get a hold of me is via instagram uh you can sign up for dead boys at deadboysfitness.com uh not that he needs any more uh <laughs> instagram <laughs> followers but if you want to follow co-owner Colby Lopez, a.k.a. Seth freaking Rollins. It's at Seth 
Rollins WWE on Instagram? Or maybe WWE Seth Rollins? I think I think it's WWE Rollins. WWE Rollins, thank you. Uh do not follow for any of the other ones. Uh those are usually fake. Uh so yeah, at WWE Rollins is Seth's uh official Instagram handle. And yeah, that's where you can find us. Yeah. And I mean, really if they want to get in touch with Dead Boys, they need to talk to you because he's got uh, sure, he's I mean, got you, you can try you i'm sure you could try but i mean will you will you get an answer probably not so yeah you could just reach out to me and, and even if you do it'll probably be like hey call josh yeah <laughs> call, call reach, josh. Out, reach, reach out to this guy yeah he'll he'll get you he'll get you set up and hooked up yeah well man awesome you know uh, thank you for coming on the show i know we've been trying to do this for since semis uh, well i actually i appreciate it i appreciate your you know all your listeners and uh you know like i said uh, whether it's Dead Boys Fitness or street parking or an actual affiliate, you know, if you're out there and you're listening and you want to change for the better, I hope, and you're kind of on the fence, I hope you take that leap of faith. And regardless of what it is, I don't even care if it's Zumba, you know, uh, whatever you need to do to motivate you to make a better version of yourself, to lose a little bit of weight, to feel a little bit healthier, maybe to eat a little bit healthier, make that move because I'm telling you, it is extremely rewarding when you put in the hard work and you see the results. Absolutely. And I just did a, the, I'm, I'm currently in a, like a 90 day shred program with, um, I don't know if you know, Dave Lipson, um, mm-hmm. with Thunderbro, And, uh, so I'm doing that. So I did a DEXA scan and they told me, oh. you know, they basically told me how long I can, I have to live based on my current, you know, my current, uh, state. And yeah, I, I love and I hate the DEXA scan. So yeah. more power to you for getting that information. No one's ever given me that information. And if I heard that information, I would probably be extremely neurotic. So well, uh, it, I, didn't know, it, I didn't know that was an option. It's one of those things where they're like, you know, your your perspective time, you know, is, I think they said like 76 years or, you know, your, your oh. perspective lifespan is 76 years. And I'm like, why are they doing that? Just stop. It. But, but then I'm like, oh, well, challenge accepted. I want to go ahead and like you know, I, I want to, we need to beef those numbers up. Yeah. Know, that's, 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 that's too much information. Just tell me yeah. how fat I am or how skinny I am or how, <laughs> how, you know, give me my body percentages. Don't guess on when I'm going to die. Dexa scan. Good Lord. Yeah. That was like the first thing that popped up. I was like, wow, wow. We're just, we're just jumping straight to it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Dude, give me the other information. Keep the, yeah. keep the dead stuff to yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Well, man, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for doing this. And, uh, dude, I will see you. I mean, are, do you come down to Wadapalooza at all? Do you do that? That whole that's thing? Or to, you just... That's up to them. That's up to Dylan and, and the gang. They want to yeah. pay me to come down to Wadapalooza. I'm down. We'll call them. We'll call them and get, them, get, it, get it going. So, but yeah. man, always good to see you and talk to you. And, uh, man, thanks for coming on. You're welcome, brother. Awesome. You've been listening to the Wex Appeal Podcast. Get connected by heading to Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok at Wex Appeal Podcast for more bonus buffoonery and to get the full Wex experience. Plus, make sure to subscribe on your podcast app today. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time for more barbells, beats, and buffoonery.